Titanic still has my favorite movie poster of all time. At the top it says, from the director who brought you Aliens in Terminator 2, Titanic. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90. If you're gonna spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! On episode one of Real 90, we'll discuss the 1990 Christmas classic, Home Alone. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I am Nick Prince. I am Ricky Glore. And I'm Eric Hunter. And this is Real 90. So, I don't know what you guys want to talk about. I guess you want to talk about some movies. Let's start off just by saying what everybody watched. The last movie that everybody watched before today. The last movie I watched before today, besides a slew of chick flicks, because the wife wanted to watch The Notebook. I've never seen The Notebook. Really? It's, yeah. It's, it's, I guess it's okay. It's a chick flick. It's very predictable, like all the chick flicks out there. But, um... But the one that I recently just watched, which was yesterday, was uh, Hunt for Red October, Ooh, starring Sir Seanery Connery, Sh- Sir Seanery, Sean Connery, and uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec, one of Alec Baldwin's first big motion pictures. Never seen it. Really? It's good. It's the first Jack Ryan movie. Written uh, the novel was written by Tom Clancy, and of course he has he's gone on to slew of other uh, Jack Ryan characters and. A movie about a bunch of dudes stuck on a sub doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> now, if there's a bunch of dudes eating a sub, I would watch that every day. It's really good. It's it's really good. When my parents were up for a Christmas break, my dad and I watched Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, which are the Jack Ryan movies that Harrison Ford took over. Ah, yes. And then Affleck is in Some of All Fears as Jack Ryan. Yep. And there's this new one with... Um, I can't think of his name. Captain Kirk. New Captain Kirk or old Captain Kirk? New Captain Kirk, not Shat. Shatner. Chris Pine. Shatner. I watched Olympus Has Fallen. Ah. With uh, Freeman and uh, Gerard Butler. I mean, it wasn't like an amazing movie, but it was it was a fun movie. It was entertaining to watch. It was a lot of cool effects. It felt kind of like a crappy remake of Die Hard. Yes, yes. Um, just not done as well. Like, I've seen a bunch of movies with Gerard Butler, and I really like him. Uh, like, uh, specifically, like, in The Gamer. He was really good in The Gamer. I think that's what it was called. Phantom of the Opera. He was fan of the Opera? Really? Was he? Uh, I didn't know that. He was, yeah. Huh. That's kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, Olympus has fallen. You got 20 minutes of setup just to explain why the main character is no longer on the Special Forces. Uh, or the Secret yeah. Service. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I mean... Just why can't he just, you know, be retired or why can't he be on vacation or why do I need 20 minutes of build up about his wife dying and it's his fault, but it's not his fault, but the president blames him, but then he mistakenly doesn't blame him. And the president is uh, Two-Face. That's the worst president you could have ever. Yeah, Aaron Eckert. Yeah. Well, his wife dying made a lot of, I mean, because then it connected him to his daughter. That was like his last piece. So he had something to really live for. To try to get out. What was the one uh, Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum? What was the name of that one? 
because that in Olympus has fallen. <laughs> IMDb. IMDb. Oh, uh, what was that? Go, Nick, go. Uh, Figure it out. <laughs> but they came out the exact same time. The trailers looked identical. White House down. Yep, Olympus is falling. White House down. White House down. Some they're both descending. Boy. <laughs> on the on the box office chart. Yes. I don't think either did that well. Oh, you know what? When you said Olympus I've seen Olympus fall, but I was thinking of White House down when you were saying that. Imagine that. So <laughs> just... the whole the whole the whole daughter thing, I don't even know. Yeah, if, that doesn't uh, even happen. I was Gerard just gonna Putt. let you go. I don't know what the whole daughter thing yeah. is. He has a son. The president has a son. Okay, now and White House down. Channing <laughs> uh, Tatum, has, Channing a Tatum has a son, uh, a uh, daughter, yeah. yeah, that he well. needs to fight for to get out. Yeah, it was. But yes, White House down again. Another one of those that was just entertaining. A lot of effects. I was getting bored halfway through it. It was just too much. Like, I mean, I'm all down. I'm all up for you know the 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 uh, the one guy to rule them all. You know, just the there to take out everything and to kill everybody, and he's smarter than everybody else. And it's like. I don't. Bad guys can't shoot him. Yeah, and it's because they really set up the premise of the movie of you know the White House is next to impossible to break in and take over, which is great, mm-hmm. you know. And then you've got like you know a hundred Chinese people running around, or North Koreans or South Koreans or whoever the hell they were, you know, and they just happened to get in. They were the ones out of everybody. I mean, there's only so many you know Chinese people that you can take that have the camera around their neck before you start to notice something might be wrong here. They can't all... Wait, they did the whole Asian tourist? Oh, yeah, they they all come off of a bus right in front of the White House. (laughs) And they've got the cameras and they're taking pictures and iPhones and doing selfies and nobody could say, well, that's a little interesting. You know, all these Asian people all of a sudden. Well, that's, I'm sure, the norm. Not recommended. The movie I just watched, my brother and I had a real exciting New Year's Eve. We picked up, we wanted to watch something that neither one of us had seen before, but was like really critically acclaimed and talked about. So we went down to uh, Reckless Records and picked up the miniseries Roots. Oh. Never seen it. And watched it all of New Year's Eve and then the next couple days after. It's really, really good. Um, it's depressing. No, I, I mean, it got a bunch of awards, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was huge. But the last movie movie I watched, because Roots was a TV miniseries, was um, Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner. Wyatt Earp. I've never seen that either. No. Have you guys seen Tombstone? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tombstone's great. Tombstone just takes the story of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday for the time he's in Tombstone. And that's it. Which is probably really all you need to tell. Wyatt Earp is Wyatt Earp's whole epic life, all of his brothers. Um, and it's three hours and ten minutes long. Good lord. Yep. As long as it's a good story, then I can deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great cast, too. Do you feel that it was three? should have been three hours, or could they have cut stuff out? Um, I think they probably could have cut stuff out. But Costner, not being the best actor... He's still enjoyable to watch. And they had, like, Gene Hackman play his dad. Michael Madsen was one of his brothers. Um, Tom Sizemore was uh, Bat Masterson. Um, Doc Holliday was Dennis Quaid and was awesome. It's got a great... The whole movie... Catherine O'Hara, which, oddly enough, is in Home Alone, which we're talking about tonight, um, is one of the Earp brothers' wives. Have you seen... Wyatt Earp's Revenge in 2012 it came out. 
No, but that only sounds like a direct-to-DVD movie, I can only assume. It's Val, Val Kilmer and Sean Roberts. Mm. Does Val Kilmer play Doc Holliday again? Because he's a Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Let's see. Yes, he does. What's it called? Wyatt Earp's Revenge? Are you making a list of movies you never want to watch? <laughs> no, no, I just want to... Oh, I, I want to look at the box art now. All right. Is uh, are there any movies coming out? Any trailers you guys have seen that you're really like movies that you're definitely going to go see? There's no question. Like in the theater when they come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, I haven't been to the theater <laughs> in a while. The one, the one that I kind of want that got a lot of hype and it just for visual sake is was uh, Gravity that I'd love to have gone see. Go and see. Yeah, but, I saw the trailer for Gravity and I thought maybe. And I've just heard reviews, and everybody's like, it's amazing to see in the theater just what they did and how they shot it. I've got it. bad motion sickness, and I heard it is not very good for that. Probably the only movie that I've seen a trailer for that I'm like, I, I have to see that in theaters because I don't want anybody spoiling it for me is X-Men Days of Futures Past. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that looks awesome. Is that already out, or when does it come out? The summer, I believe. This coming? Yeah. Uh, May 23rd. Seems like forever they've been talking about that. Mark your calendars. Well, they've definitely been hyping it up, that's for sure. So it better be good. Well, I mean, they're doing that with all the superhero movies. Well, they're yeah. hyping them up like two years in advance. Brian Singer, um, who came back for Days of Futures Past, tweeted that um, X-Men Apocalypse is going to happen in 2016. Huh? Well, they got the title. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'll tell you one movie I am excited to see. Uh, that I was actually surprised after seeing like some of the like the clips and stuff and just hearing all the bullshit with the main actor is uh, the new Hercules movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. So is is this The Legend of Hercules? Is that what it's called? It says uh, Kellen Lutz, or Lutz, stars as the mythical Greek hero, the son of Zeus. There's two Hercules movies coming out. Yeah, there's two of them. The, the, the Hercules, the, uh, uh, the theatric or Thyranic Wars, something Thyranic, Thyracic. Stop it! You're hurting yourself. Just search. Nick T H R A C I A N. Oh, Sin City's coming out too. Sin City too. It's finally coming out. The new Dame to Kill. Wow, two. Yeah, Dame to Kill for. Talk about a movie that's been hyped for a long time. Well, it's good. The first one that came out. I mean, how are you going to try to? So. The look of it was just breathtaking. How are you going to... Oh, and the new Turtles movie's coming out, too. I got to see trailer for that. I'm not putting it down based on what I've heard. Dude, it's Michael Bay and Megan Fox's April O'Neil. How could you go wrong? (laughs) Don't forget RoboCop. Oh, that looks good. I may see that in theaters. I I mean, I probably won't go to theaters. Michael Keaton's in it. I'm not saying... I didn't scoff. I'm just saying I probably won't go to theaters to see it. He's the bad guy, right? Michael Keaton? I think he's going to be the bad guy. The trailers are yes. trying to make you yeah. think he's going to be a good guy. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to be a bad guy. Because how badass would yeah. that be? How badass would it be if he has another robo suit? It was a robo on that robo. Would, no, because that would be Iron Man 2 all over again, and that's awful. No. You don't want to see robo sections? Yeah, he plays uh, Raymond. No, it's not even a real thing. <laughs> Making shit up. Sure. You don't want robots to get married to each other. All right. Oh, God. 
Let's have a 90s commercial. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. 90s commercial. Insert here. You can have lots of high-tech fun with Tiger's Talkboy Tape Recorder. Hey, stop drooling on me. Ruling on me. It even has speed control. Hi, kids. We're home early. Hi, kids. We're home early. Tiger's Top Boy Tape Recorder comes with audio cassette. Batteries not included. Where are you going? We're going to miss a plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss a plane? No, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Have yourself. I have a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? The kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. Ow! I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Why'd you dress like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up? Oh, yeah, thirsty for more. From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Alright, so my pick of the week from the nineties was Home Alone, since it was right around right around Christmas, just past Christmas. Uh Home Alone was released on November sixteenth, nineteen ninety by twentieth Century Fox, directed by Chris Columbus, who also went on to lo- to direct uh, Home Alone Two, Mrs. Doubtfire, Bicentennial Man, Man. Uh writer was John Hughes. Everybody knows John Hughes. Uh, he went on in the 90s to go with Home Alone 2, Beethoven, Dennis the Menace, but his real claim to fame is the 80s with Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I pretty much like uh, all John Hughes stuff. And to me, um, it's very it's got the feeling of planes, trains, and automobiles, 
which was I think his movie before it, but for, yeah. for like Die Hard for Kids. Die Hard for Kids. I love Home Alone. Um, Siskel and Ebert gave this movie each a thumbs down, and this ended up being one of the highest grossing movies of all time, and definitely was the highest grossing movie of 1990, beating out Ghost. Yeah, it, it was $15 million budget to make the movie, and it grossed over $285 million just in the U.S. I think it was something over like $500 million internationally or something along those lines. That's a lot of money, man. Eric, what are your feelings on Home Alone? Does it hold up for you? No, I, when, I mean, when I was a kid, obviously it was great because, I mean, who didn't want to be Home Alone? You know? I mean, I would have done exactly what he would have done. I would have jumped on the beds, ran around the house, went looking for porn. I would have did the exact same thing. It's funny when he finds the porn and he just ugh, and throws it aside. Of course, you're eight, so I mean, come on. Right. So, I, and I always thought it would be neat to, like, create, like, all of the booby traps and stuff that he did in the movie. But going back and watching it again, I, I didn't get that same feeling that i did when i was a kid like i know i'm older and i know the it's a movie and it's all bullshit and and that's fine but like now it's like i'm taking i'm starting to play uh pay closer attention to like other things that are going on like kevin's an asshole at the beginning of the movie oh yeah yeah like i like joe pesci's character as the cop he was a more likable character at the beginning of the movie than kevin was like kevin I, I didn't give two shits about Kevin until almost two-thirds of the way through. Like, because he's just this little bastard kid who keeps screwing things up, won't listen to his parents. You know, like, that's... I mean, that that doesn't do anything for me. Like, he, he's not a very likable protagonist to me. Now, anyway. You know, and who eats a cheese pizza? That's all you want is a cheese pizza? Oh, yeah, come on. You're eight. You're very... You're a picky eater when you're an eight-year-old. Not me, man. <laughs> There's 11 pizzas in that stack. One of them was cheese. Yeah. And it was all eaten. The whole cheese pizza was gone in, like, what? The span of three minutes that it has arrived? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably the pizza on top. Who's the bigger asshole, though? Buzz. The kid or the family? I think the family, when he says about getting crapped on, I, I am 100% with him. He is a little bit... A spoiled acting kid. I mean, he's amidst all these family members and there's a lot of stuff going on. And yet he still thinks some things need to be catered for him or just not going with the flow. But also his parents have created this kid, have created the way he is. I think that I think the family is such a bunch of assholes. Frank is the jerk. Yeah, yeah. He says Kevin's the little jerk. But But here's the thing, though, is the family only consists of him, his brother and his sister. And then the mom and dad. That's it. And the kid from Pete and Pete is his brother. The blonde-haired girl is his sister. And the sister that talks to Buzz uh, when they're in Paris. And she says, I'm worried about Kevin. And he goes, I'm not. And she goes, why? He goes, because I'm not that lucky. That's his sister, too. They're all in the family photo when he is sitting on the bed. Yeah. She's the older one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's the youngest kid, then. So shouldn't he be treated a little bit better? problem is is he probably is like within the, the sphere of the movie probably is treated pretty well but the problem is is that as a child he doesn't understand how important it is when the whole extended family gets together and they're trying to make this trip to france 
and how important it is for everybody to be on time and make everything right because if you know somebody gets missed or a plane gets missed it's going to screw up their whole vacation like he doesn't understand that he needs to take a back seat because there's bigger things going on and his he's 8 years old well but apparently his parents didn't even try to like when i was growing up man a big shit was going on <laughs> like my mom would say look this is what's going on this is what's more important you know, everything needs right. to run smoothly. Apparently, his parents didn't go through that with him. Oh, no, no, no. I totally see his parents. His parents didn't spank him. They, I barely grounded him. Like, he told him to go up up to the attic. With Fuller. That was like it. Like, they didn't really even... They didn't even... The, oh, the third floor. <laughs> they didn't even really discipline him. I don't see them disciplining all of them like that. I mean, he was just spoiled. That's what I was saying. Like, they're surprised he acts or talks that way to them. Right. When clearly they've been raising this child this way. But also, in the context of the movie, this has to happen because Kevin matures and discovers responsibility throughout the course of the movie. And that was some of the best stuff for me, was the specificity within the script, I think, is amazing. Things I've never noticed before. Um, One being, in the beginning, scene with the family eating the pizza, Catherine O'Hara says... Hope you guys are drinking milk because it's about to go bad. Yeah, and that that line is has to be in the movie, right? Or I mean, it's solely in the movie. So when Kevin goes out later, he specifically picks up milk, so they have fresh milk. And then at the end, when they're like, (laughs) "What what have you been doing?" or "We someone needs to go to the store. We don't even have milk." And he's like, "No, I picked up milk because that's apparently what it means to be an adult is having fresh milk as you buy milk." Yeah. That was so crucial in the movie. Like, she's like, he's been left alone for, what is it, three or four days. She comes home. She's like, oh, I missed you. La, la, la. We don't even have milk. milk. Like, that was the... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so milk and pizza. like Milk and pizza are how that family ran. Oh, it's disgusting. And mac and cheese (laughs) that he doesn't even get to eat. In the trailer, when Kevin's at the grocery store, and it's the female cashier asking him, where's your mom? Where's your dad? Do you have any siblings? And all that in the trailer, it's an older manager, right, 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 standing next to the female cashier, yeah, yeah, yeah. asking the questions. That dude got completely cut out of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it ruined his acting career. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the traps. Which one was your favorite booby trap? I mean, I always like the paint cans to the face. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, especially the second yeah. one. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, because they they even know it in the second one that it's coming, and then they get hit in the face with a giant. Whatever the hell that pipe. thing was. Yeah. It was like a giant, like, cast iron pipe. Oh, you but mean the, the other same one, movie, what... just in New York? <laughs> oh, it is the same. It's the exact same. Watching the second one made me appreciate the first one so much more. The specificity is apparent in the first movie, and it's all gone in the second. All the heart, even with the pigeon lady. It's the same movie. But 20 man. minutes longer. It is. Yeah, and I was trying to think, and it has to be all the, the hotel stuff. Which is the only new, like, semi-new original stuff. Yeah. And the toy store, I guess. But you could just replace the toy store with the, the um, grocery the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what Home Alone needed to be better was 20 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to run them side by side and to see how, how much they line up with. Like, I'm sure the traps, like, hit right at the exact same time. Like, that sequence of the movie starts. He gets left alone right at the exact same time. That would be interesting. My favorite of the trap is uh, the heating of the doorknob. Yeah, that's yeah, good. that's a good one. It has the M on it. Um, that's yeah, it's really cool to me because that comes back in the second one. 
some of the specifics that I was mentioning from uh, earlier, besides the milk, one super small one. I mean, there's some obvious ones like the tarantula where he knocks it all over and the tarantula gets free. That's the only reason he obviously knocked that all over. And so Buzz could say later, look, look what you did to my room. The, the running thing of the, the tarantula and letting it go free is a running gag and it's specific, but it's pretty obvious. One was after he notices his parents are gone and he's doing the jumping on the bed with the popcorn and it's flying all over the place. 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later in the movie is when Harry and Marv show up and he does the light downstairs and they think people are still there. He runs up and hides under his bed, under his parents' bed, yeah. and there's still popcorn on the floor. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. Which which I was like, that's no. what other movies spend that time to be specific? The garage doors being open is another genius thing. Being very specific within the script, which you can call back for later, is he thinks he made his parents disappear because the cars are still there. And why? How does he know the cars are still there? Because the garage doors are open. Peter and Kate are trying to think on the airplane what might have been forgotten. Right. He's like, "Oh, it's the garage doors. I forgot to sh- shut the garage doors." And we're like, "Oh, we know he did because they're open twenty minutes ago." Right. What's your favorite line from the movie? Because hmm. I wrote mine down. Oh, that was, that was smart. Kevin, you little jerk. That line always scared me for some reason. Oh, look what you did, you little jerk. Just so mean. When Uncle Frank says it? Yeah. He's like, look what you did, you little jerk. It scared you? No, the furnace scene scared me. Uh, my favorite line is uh, when he asks him what the pack? Toilet paper and water? Like, I, that's something I can definitely hear myself saying to my kids. Like, if we're going to go go somewhere, like on a trip or something, and want to know what the pack is, toilet paper and water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice the uh, tie clip that uh, Joe Pesci was wearing when he was dressed up like a cop? No. No. It's a handgun. It's a golden handgun. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, huh, wonder who he stole that from, because that's hilarious. It was funny because I haven't watched the, you know, I just recently, obviously, just recently watched it. But before that, I haven't watched it in years. And I totally forgot about the whole um, Harry being a a cop at the beginning. Joe Pesci's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally forgot about him coming in. When you first saw him, you're like, wait, no, he's a bad guy. No matter how good he acts, don't believe him. I was screaming <laughs> at the TV the whole time. That Siskel and Ebert say during their uh, review back in 1990, they talk about how... This is his worst performance ever. Oh, yeah, they definitely backpedaled the second one. Oh, my God, that was so bad. Oh, I guess we were wrong. I mean, we've never been wrong before. Risk Siskel and Ebert. I just hated their whole argument of just like, it's not even practical. Like, this kid could not even come up with these booby traps unless he, you know, he, he had the Hollywood special effects that he did. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just, I mean, it's a movie. Come on. You could say that about any movie. Right. They actually said it was uh, Ferris Bueller for a kid, for a little kid. And they yeah. hold it next to that. Ferris Bueller is not practical. That's not realistic. Yeah, there's no way. The yeah, he you does. can do all the stuff. Yeah, jump on a parade yeah. float, and there's no there's no repercussions with that. Just jump on up and start singing. Yeah, but he's a teenager. He's not an eight year old kid. Their suspension of disbelief only went so far. Right. Like they praised uh, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, and Ferris Bueller, and now they're dead. And they, I mean, both are dead. Both from Chicago, just the same as um, Home Alone. There's got to be a porn version of Home Alone out there. Oh, yeah. Where they're just called the Wet Bandits. Bone Alone. 
Bone alone. <laughs> Isn't that just a guy masturbating? Yeah, it's it's a solo act. It didn't get a lot of sales. Nick first. Would you rather be shot in the head by the BB gun or shot in the balls? <laughs> what kind of question is this? Oh man. Uh well, probably the balls because he has You take you get shot in the balls. He, he has pants on, so I would take the balls. Marv gets shot point blank, like the barrel's touching his head pretty much. Right. The BB would have gotten lodged under the skin. Oh, yeah. Eric shot in the balls or shot in the head? Unless it was a crappy BB gun. No, yeah, I would definitely be shot in the balls. Yeah. Okay, so just so you guys know, um, there is a porn version of Home Alone. (laughs) What's it called? It's called Home Alone. Alone. Boat Alone. Boat Alone. The Return of the Wet Bandits. Nice. And the Wet Bandits are now chicks, obviously. Uh, And it was actually released not even a month ago. So very fitting. For the podcast. Uh, I, to be honest, that's why I chose Home Alone. I saw that first, and then I thought <laughs> of Home Alone. Who are the porn stars? Are there any uh, notable ones? Oh, really, Ricky? Do you want me to look up? Well, I figured you were already looking it up. Uh, hold on. Well, I just actually... There's got to be an IMDb for porn. Oh, yeah, there is. It's IMDb. Oh, hey, Nick. Something you didn't mention, I'm kind of surprised, is the music. Done by John Williams. Oh, John Williams. Yeah. Yes, John Williams. It's... When the music started, and I watched this with my parents and my brother, me and my brother were like, ooh, Danny Elfman? Um, John Williams? Uh, we're like, wait for it, wait for it. And then it came up, John Williams. We're like, all right. Uh, Bailey Blue and Zoe Nixon. Oh, Zoe Nixon. Don't know. Don't have a clue. No idea. <laughs> I, didn't know por- nope. I didn't know porn stars had names anymore. I didn't either. I thought it was just chick who did anal and chick who goes down on two guys at once. And- yeah. Chick one, chick two, right. chick three, chick four. Thing one, thing two. Yeah. The weirdest thing in the movie for me, and I just noticed it this last time watching it, was at the end of the movie when they finally catch Kevin and they have him hanging on the hook. Harry and Marv go back and forth. They're like, let's do everything that he did to us. Let's blow Torch's head, iron to the face, paint can to the face, nail through the foot. But the first thing that Harry is going to do, though, is bite off each one of his fingers one by one. No, no, he actually bit him and left a scar. Yeah, he bit it, and he actually bit down really hard, and I guess, yeah, he left a scar on it. And also, Joe Pesci on set would not go anywhere near Macaulay Culkin. Like, he avoided him, and he wanted Macaulay to, to think that he hated him. So he wouldn't, you know, so it would come across on, on screen. Yeah, that he was a really bad guy. Let's go back. That's not even one of, that's not even close to any of the things that Kevin did to them. How does Harry think of... he's the wet bandit, man. Let's start off by biting off his fingers one by one. That's what the wet bandits do. That's weird. Such a weird thing. Bite fingers off and leave the water running. Because he's a creepy old guy? This movie doesn't hold up for me. I'm surprised by your answer. I really thought you were going to like it. It feels like a 2013 movie to me. It's just there's too many things that are... It doesn't do anything for me anymore. Like, yeah, when I was a kid it makes sense, but... Now now it's just like I don't know like I think honestly I think the first half of him just being a complete asshole is what kills it for me. Yeah. I totally disagree. It's not the slapstick later. I mean the slapstick later is good, but it's so far down uh the timeline of the movie. It's like by that point I'm I'm done watching it. Like I just want to turn it off. I thought I I disagree. I, I thought it uh I I enjoyed it. It brought me back to my childhood. As an eight-year-old, I would have loved to have that whole, maybe not the burglars part, but the whole experience of having your own pizza, sitting on the chair, watching any movie you want, eating ice cream. I mean, yeah, I do, I do. you know, the whole booby traps and all that is a little far out there, but again, it's a movie, and it 
it's there to entertain, and I was entertained with it. Being entertained, and I was entertained with it. Yeah, I agree. It holds up. Movie holds up for me. I the main thing that does it for me is I think the script's great. I think the dialogue's good. I just think the pacing is really good. Yep. Here's support that Kevin is not the jerk in the family. Buzz isn't the jerk in the family. Kevin's not the jerk in the family. Frank's the biggest jerk. He's a cheapskate. And also, later on, when they're in France, he brings out the shrimp, and they're like, hey, no, that's supposed to be for later. And he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I saw that, too. It was really weird, because, I mean... I hate him. At this, at that point in the movie, I mean, we've already established that Frank's an, an asshole uncle. You know, he's just a prick as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of stuck out, because it's like, why do we keep bringing this up? Why is this so important to the story that we have to keep bringing up the Frank's an asshole just for the reveal at the end where he's like, I hope you're okay. I'm glad you're all right. (laughs) Like maybe, maybe it's because uh, they're showing us what Kevin could become if this wouldn't have happened. Maybe, but I mean, his parents are halfway decent. (laughs) Yeah. But as we described, they kind of spoil them. Probably the last specific I have was at the top of the movie, Catherine O'Hare is on the phone talking to a friend or somebody given a lot of exposition for the movie. Right. And she says, oh, no, we put the dog in a kennel for while we're gone. She says that to explain why they have a doggy door, but no dog in the house. Yeah, he covered his tracks, man. So I thought about it for, uh, I thought about it long and hard, and... Home Alone 2, it's Home Alone 2, you <laughs> son of a Damn bitch. It. No, it's not. Well, I wanted to pick a movie that I haven't seen in a while either. Not something I've seen a thousand times. Uh, we're going to watch Predator 2. <laughs> Oh no! Ooh, I have not seen it. We're gonna I've only watch Predator, Predator One. Predator Two, really? Why? Oh, Predator Two's so bad. Oh no, it's not. It's great. At least from what I remember, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So. Well, yeah. Let's not talk about it. Those are probably the previews that you remember. Shut up, Nick. Okay. Shut up, Richard. Oh man, you bashed you bashed Home Alone. Here comes oh, Predator Two. So yeah, well, so it's we'll, a good pick. Uh, we'll do Predator. I've 2. never seen Predator Two. I've just seen Predator One. So I'm looking forward to it. I like Danny Glover. Who doesn't like Danny Glover? Well, he was really bad in Saul. To our listeners, uh, Eric, Nick, and I are marathoning the Star Wars movies on uh, Thursday. What is it? Sixteenth, seventeenth. Um, Friday. Yeah. Friday. Friday seventeenth. Friday the seventeenth. Um, we're gonna watch all six of them. Film it. And make it a special for May the 4th be with you. That's on May 4th. Thanks, Nick. Where at that time we'll be watching a 90s movie, The Phantom Menace. Really? Was that 90s? 99. Holy crap. Okay, until next time. I'm Ricky Glore. I'm Nick Brenz. And I'm Eric Conner. Thank you and good night. We're off the air, guys. (laughs) 